Allison Joseph is with us uh, live via telephone. She is, of course, Jew in the City. You can check her out on Facebook, Jew in the City, and, of course, the website. Uh, her program, Jew in the City Speaks, airs at 10 a.m. on a Thursdays. Uh, here at the Nahum Siegel Network, you can catch the whole thing, of course, on the NSN app, jmtheam.org, etc., etc. Allison Josephs, Jew in the City, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thanks so much for having me. A pleasure. So what is the latest crusade? What is the latest campaign? What is the latest topic that you, as the Jew in the City, are tackling? So it is called the Skin Gap. Um, we named it kind of for people to think a little bit about the wage gap. And it started like this, uh, about... I don't know, 17, 18 years ago when I was becoming from and my sister was beginning her journey as well. She was a women's studies major at Barnard, and she was thinking about how Tznias interfaced with kind of feminist ideas because she was a feminism major, and uh, I guess that was her minor in the end. And she said something very interesting to me. She said, on a hot summer day, take a look at what your average American woman is wearing. And this is exactly what the two of us wore growing up, a tank top, a midriff bearing shirt, short shorts. But the guy standing right next to her is wearing a polo shirt or a T-shirt, which covers most of the top of his arm. And he's wearing a pair of cargo shorts, which goes to around his knee, and everything else in between is covered. She said, take your average formal affair. Your average woman is wearing a strapless dress, low back, high slit, or mini skirt. The guy right next to her is wearing a suit or a tux covered from the tips of his toes to his neck to his wrist and everything in between. And... I started realizing there was a real inequality here. And as I researched it more, I saw that this discrepancy begins really in toddlerhood. Clothes like this, this skimpy, are being pitched to two- and three-year-old girls, whereas the boys the same age have those full coverage of shorts and shirts. And it extends until our society, until secular Western society, no longer deems the woman attractive enough to want to see her. So if she exceeds a certain number in age or pounds, we have this idea, we don't want to see that. And I think a lot of times the outside world sees the from way of dressing for women to be subjugating. And I think even sometimes within our own community, our women and girls feel like, oh, it's not fair, why do we have to cover up more? But when in reality, men are already by and large covering these parts up, women actually face a different pressure in the secular world to expose their bodies. And so by us encouraging or having this value of covering up, we're actually equalizing things. So we asked a Shaila Nachum, <laughs> yeah. but I had this idea, what if we switched our clothing around? What if we took a man and a woman and we switched the summer clothing, the you know bedtime clothing, the formal clothing around for people just to see for a quick moment how it would look if things were reversed? And we've named this phenomenon a skin gap, and we're getting a tremendous response because suddenly you can see the discrepancy. What about, and I, I, I saw that uh, there were outlets that picked this up that are not necessarily Jewish or affiliated with the Jewish community. Uh, why do you think that type of reaction from those who really are not surrounded or involved in this issue normally? Well, I think, you know, I think that we do better as an organization when we can make issues more human issues, and I think this is really a woman's issue, ultimately. And so I don't think, you know, my original idea of filming this video was to end it with a guy and a girl both wearing, you know, like shirts to their elbows and skirts and shorts to their, 
um, knees and then a guy in the yarmulke and saying, like, you know, maybe this is actually equality. But I realized I want to actually not be that specifically Jewish. I want to frame this into a larger human issue because the more human it feels and the more, you know, sort of women's issue in general it feels, I think the more it's even easier for Jews to get on board because if all people or many people can agree with it, then it doesn't, it's not as much convincing that there's a real discrepancy here. So um, besides for putting ourselves on the map and besides for when you're working in outreach, you need to be able to reach Jews who are not the least bit interested in Judaism, so you need to be able to reach them in the other places they're looking. But I really do see this as a human issue. And we begin our press release in our article saying that and obviously forced modesty subjugates. We all know that. But no one speaks about the pressure to uncover that sort of silent um, coercion. And people were fighting me on it and saying, no, in the Western world, women are free to choose. And I said, stop one second here. Take a look at the anchor people that are on television, how the men are dressed and how the women are forced to expose themselves. Take a look at every celebrity, every movie, every television show, the discrepancy in dress. Take a look at what women are pitched in their average clothing store, what they can find on the rack. Yes, if a woman works hard enough to try to find an alternative with more coverage, she can, but why would she possibly have an idea? I, it, it never occurred to me growing up for the first 16 years of my life before I began a road to Frumkite that covering up was even an option for a normal person to do. I was young and thin, and of course you wear less clothing. It wasn't even a consideration. So we're now flipping that whole conversation on its head. And um, it's interesting because over Yontif, I got lots of questions about it. Nice way to make neighbors, have friends as neighbors. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Alice Joseph's with us, Jew in the City. You can go to the website, and you can go to uh, her page on Facebook. The um, And if people just search Skin Gap, they're going to find it right now. So we actually got the URL, theskingap.com, um, which um, takes you to Jew in the City. We have an article there. Uh, we have the video. We've linked to other articles. Um, and, you know, we think this is an exciting conversation to start. I was kind of hoping that overnight, you know, there would be millions of hits. And um, I'm realizing by now that this is a little bit of a tougher topic for people because it's in a way so in your face and true that... If you don't want to be macabolit, um, it's, you know, maybe something that you don't want to share so readily or consider so readily. So um, there's been uh, there's been a lot of support and especially a lot of women, and I would say maybe women that are a little bit older now um, who are no longer in their, quote-unquote, heyday, I think are for sure seeing it because we essentially put a shelf life on women, which is such a shame, and the fact that, the, you know, so much of a woman's value is, you know, built into her looks, as opposed to, you know, the Jewish view, Shekhar HaChain Behevel Hayofi. And I don't think that we often enough in the firm world appreciate how beautiful and how, you know, sort of pro-women our own values are when compared to the rest of the world. But I've actually gotten a decent amount of pushback from some men who are angry with this campaign and have written to me, women are art. You know, I hope this doesn't catch on because you're going to make my world a lot more boring and unattractive. So it's it's pretty interesting where the misogyny is coming from when people are so quick to, you know, pin that on Orthodox men and Orthodox rabbis. And, you know, some of this, um, maybe they were they didn't have a reason to speak up before, but now that we're shaking things up, um, some of these opinions are coming out. So it, it's pretty fascinating. Very me. interesting. And, and this might be a comment that, that would have uh, been more um, revolutionary five years ago, but uh, it, it's amazing that all this is done in 50 seconds. The entire video is a really short, you know, short, shorter than your average commercial. So you know what? People have no attention span. People have no time. The topic is a little bit difficult because, like I said, we're kind of you know turning a mirror on society and kind of facing them to look at 
you know, award that they might want to not want to see. So when it goes through your Facebook feed, just then, you know, we can get most of the message across to people by just, you know, scrolling down their Facebook feed. So there's a lot of dangers in the Internet and social media. As my kids get older, I'm sort of educating myself more and more about what's out there, and it's terrifying. But at the same time, there's such a great way to educate people and to spread new ideas. And for me, I'm seeing people now hashtag around the Internet, the skin gap, and they're talking about, I go, a non-Jewish person in the middle of the Midwest somewhere. I was at my kids' you know, band performance over the weekend, and I saw the uniform shorts for the boys versus the girls are several inches longer. So it's just exciting to see that maybe we can really coin this new term, spread this new you know, thought process, and slowly but surely every person that hears about it can become an ambassador in their own world and start talking to the women in their world. How are you dressing your daughter? Have you ever considered finding you know, clothing with more fabric? Is that even an option for us? We just think that it starts a very interesting conversation, not to tell anyone what yeah. they should be wearing. Understood. You're making people aware. Someone just commented on our app, my daughter used to buy boys' shorts for her two-year-old daughter because the girls' shorts were too skimpy. So obviously people out there have, <laughs> have strategized about this before. So I think the interesting thing is that people will say, oh, well, there's no interest for it. If the market wanted it, the market would just correct itself. But we are actually hearing many women report that both for their children and for themselves, if they're shorts wearers, and this is across the spectrum of Jewish and non-Jewish, they go to the men's section. So it maybe could be that the market actually wants an alternative, and women once again, as women are known to do, not women like me, but don't speak up for themselves enough, are just, you know, sort of quietly going to the men's section or the boys' section and shopping there, when really they would like more fabric too please all right, all right you can look it up the skingap.com the com latest campaign of uh the jew in the city allison josephs allison thanks so much for joining us and thank continued you. success with this thank you so much i mean more coming up it's a tuesday right here at jm in the am <laughs>